Here's a newsflash. Joe Biden is corrupt and too stupid to hide it. A 12-year-old gets a big victory in a Colorado school and teaches the school district a history lesson. And it's really good to be perverted, a perverted dude these days. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, let's get straight to it. Let's get to the dumbass of the day. Okay, so I, I love these clips because it really shows you what the left thinks about all the time. So here's a guy, and of course, Ron DeSantis is doing a phenomenal job. Just a little FYI, uh, Hurricane Idalia is hitting Florida right now, and it looks like Florida is ready for it. It's hitting hard. There's something like a six-foot storm surge, water everywhere. It's hitting the panhandle. It's a Category 3 hurricane. Uh, it's a slow mover, so it's going to dump a ton of rain. And Ron DeSantis was on top of it. He canceled his campaign stops just to handle this problem. And by the way, his last hurricane that he dealt with, he did a phenomenal job. This is going to be a huge boost for him when he does this, when he actually gets through, gets his state through another hurricane. It's going to be a huge win for him because he's going to be able to sit back and say, hey, look at what a great, look at, look at how Florida is. We handled hurricanes. Now take a look at Hawaii. And that's what he's going to do. And it's going to be a boost, a much needed boost. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Donald Trump, extremely entertaining guy. Very funny. But he's done very little. Whereas you've got Ron DeSantis, very soft-spoken, doesn't say too much, doesn't like dicking other people except the press, but he does a ton. And he has done a ton for Florida. And a lot of people are ignoring that. Well, the media isn't ignoring it. So MSNBC has decided, oh, I'm sorry, let me, let me, <laughs> I, I'm talking about the hurricane but here's here's the thing. So we had this Jackson, Jacksonville shooting. And Ron DeSantis, as usual, responds to the Jacksonville shooting by going to Jacksonville and surveying what happened, finding out what happened. And then he has a press conference. Now, one of the things that happened at the press conference was that someone started yelling at him. Of course, they just... You're going to have lefties everywhere you go. So they started yelling at him. Well, he was defended by a left-wing politician that said, hey, this has nothing to do with politics. This has to do with a, a, a madman shooting up a place for a specific reason. And she was black. And the, all the hollering and catcalling is unacceptable. Well, MSNBC doesn't like any of this stuff. They don't like the fact that Ron DeSantis responded to this right away, that Ron DeSantis is basically saying this is a terrible thing, we've got to stop this crap. They don't even like the fact that a Democratic congresswoman jumped to his defense. They hate it. So they've decided to make Ron DeSantis look bad again, and it's kind of a really weird way to do it. But again, the leftist mentality 
This works. This is a win for leftism. So this guy named Trimaine Lee, I don't know who he is. He's just a contributor. He basically took offense to the fact that Ron DeSantis called the shooter in Jacksonville a scumbag. Yeah, that's where they're going after Ron DeSantis is the type of language he used. So let's listen to this guy and listen to his reasoning because his reasoning is what I'm going to attack. Listen. And yesterday, Governor DeSantis in Florida facing audible boos at a Jacksonville vigil for the three victims. At the vigil, DeSantis called the gunman a scumbag. And Jeffrey Rumlin, a Jacksonville pastor who spoke after DeSantis, was very direct in his response. He said, at the end of the day, respectfully, Governor, he was not a scumbag. He was a racist. What's your response to that? You know, for so many folks, the issue with that kind of language is that it places the onus on one individual and the actions of one individual, as opposed to a nationwide sickness of white supremacy in this country and the violence that it fuels. And so as long as it's he's a scumbag or as long as there's a mental health issue, you don't have to engage with the idea that there are, um, you know, co-conspirators online. There are co-conspirators who create legislation that divide and other people. There are all these other forces that are contributing to this kind of violence. But as long as it's the act of one individual is just a scumbag then you don't have to take the the true issue head on okay (laughs) the problem with this country is not that ron desantis called this guy a scumbag the problem with this country is we're focusing on ron desantis actually calling this guy a scumbag that's where the problem lies the problem does not lie on the problem does not lie on ron desantis calling him a scumbag and a lot of people and maybe I'm way off here. Maybe I'm way off here. Okay. But um, the reason we are focusing on the shooter as an individual is because we should be focusing on criminals as individuals. We shouldn't be focusing on them as the whole country is affected. Everybody in this country believes this. That is just crap. And that is the problem I have with this guy. And his, his theory of the whole country is racist, the whole country is white supremacist. I mean, it's like we've got this cancer of white We don't. This guy was working on his own. Yeah, maybe he got together with a couple of mouth breathers online. But the fact of the matter is those other mouth breather, breathers didn't go out and shoot somebody. We just don't have a white supremacy problem in this country. And Ron DeSantis actually did call him a racist. So I'm not exactly sure what these people are bitching about. A racist and a scumbag? But this is the CRT way of looking at everything. Everyone's a racist. There's white supremacy everywhere. And again, let's not forget, MSNBC didn't talk about the black supremacist shootings over the last two months, as they shouldn't. They, I mean, you, you, you talk about them as their shootings, which they didn't talk about them at all, because these people were nuts. They were not stable. They were not... That's the other thing that, that drives me crazy about this. You should look at this guy as an individual, and you should talk about his mental stability, and you should try and figure out why. He is a scumbag. He's a piece of shit. He's evil. And let's find out why he, he was this way. But the problem with the left, you can't do that. You cannot do that. It is all about white supremacy. It's all about racism. 
And Ron DeSantis is a white man, so he's a racist, so he will excuse the racism. Again, this is not a serious argument. No one is taking this seriously. Even Democrats don't take this seriously. Far leftists do. But most people don't take arguments like this seriously. You do look at the individual. I'm sorry, half the reason we have crime in these blue cities is because there is a collective sigh of sadness for all these criminals out there and it's all racism and white supremacy that's why you can't put a criminal in prison they say that it's all for equity well i got news to you it's not this is not equitable and this is the crap that you end up with so the question would be let's find out why this stuff is happening and we've got we've got another story like this in a few minutes okay now <laughs> So Fox News really just must be the bane of K- of Karen Jean Pierre's existence. Here is a simple question about can boys play in girls sports? It's a simple question. It's by a Fox News host. It's I don't know what her name is. It's not Peter Ducey. He wasn't online yesterday. And the question was very simple. What is the administration's stance on biological boys playing in girls' sports? And Karen Jean-Pierre, who should be, this should be very easy. It's either, yes, girls should play in boys' sports, or no, boys should, I'm sorry, yes, boys should play in girls' sports, or no, boys shouldn't play in girls' sports. It's really simple. And here she comes with her half-assed answer. Nikki Haley and presidential candidate says, quote, the idea that we have biological boys playing in girls sports, it is the women's issue of our time. Does the president agree that this is a women's rights issue? So we've talked about this many times. This is the Title IX uh, specifically. Uh, Look, um, and again, we've talked about this multiple times. It's a complicated issue, and there are a wide range of views on this. Uh, the Department of Education proposed a rule, as you know, uh, that gives schools the flexibility to establish their own uh, athletics uh, policies. And so while establishing uh, guardrails, right, to, to prevent discrimination against transgender kids, and that is something that is in- incredibly important uh, uh, that the president wants to make sure that we also uh, do that as well. So I'm just not going to get ahead of that. As I said, there's a proposed rule uh, uh, for and uh, Title Nine uh, on Title Nine uh, that the Department of Education has laid out. So I'm just not going to get ahead of that as it relates to the Department of Education. Here's the thing: it's not that complicated an issue. I'm sorry, it's not. And the only way, the only way you can tell it's not a complicated issue: why are the boys always competing against the girls, but the girls are never competing against the boys? Well, there's a reason, because the boys can have have an advantage against the girls, whereas the girls do not have any advantage against the boys. And then the other thing she says, well, let's just wait until the Secretary of Education or whoever decides to release their uh, proposal, right? Their their proposal on whether boys and girls... Here's the thing, we all know what the proposal is. The proposal is to allow boys to compete against girls. That's the proposal. It's not a secret. We all know what it is. Why can't you just sit back and admit that, yeah, boys should be able to compete against girls? Well, she can't do that because it's unpopular. Because 90-some-odd percent of the country 
which why it's not a hundred percent, I don't know. But ninety percent of the comp- country believes that girls should boys should not be competing against girls, and it's not a popular selling point. And if she admits that, if she admits, yes, we the Biden administration does believe that boys should be competing against girls. All they have to do is scream that they're transgender and they can compete. That's not going to be popular. It will be on every campaign poster for a Republican out there, theoretically, because Republicans aren't exactly helping themselves out. Okay, and we'll, there'll be more on that a little bit later. So let's let's talk about Joe Biden. You know, Joe Biden is not only really corrupt, He's really stupid. Uh, and this is becoming a real problem for the Democrats. So according to the Daily Wire, the National Archives and Record Administration is being sued over uh, to turn over approximately 5,400 emails connected to then-Vice President Joe Biden's pseudonym accounts to forward government information and business with his son, Hunter, and others. Southwest Legal Foundation filed a lawsuit against the agency on Monday after NARA officials confirmed with other sources that Biden used three personal pseudonym email accounts under the names Robin Ware, (laughs) um, Robert L. Peters, and J.R.B. Ware, but has since, quote, dragged its feet and still has not produced a single email, end quote, the law group said in a news release. Okay, so Robin Ware, Joe Biden's middle name is Robinette Ware, Delaware. Robert Peter L. Peters, I'm not really sure what that stands for. J.R.B., come on, Joe Robinette Biden, Ware, Delaware. It just, it, it, the idiocy is, is something. Now, the first thing that I'll point out here is that all of these bureaucracies always point in one direction. Okay? Donald Trump's emails, or Donald Trump's emails, excuse me, Donald Trump's classified documents. Yes, he may have broken the law. And I will say, I think he may have broken the law here. I think that is the strongest case that's out there right now. But they go after him. The Justice Department goes after him. But meanwhile, Joe Biden broke the law. Uh, Mike Pence broke the law. No one goes after those guys. So you can see the weaponization of these bureaucracies against uh, conservative candidates. So that's one thing that really bothers me. Why won't they show those emails? They should show those emails. There's, they, that's what the archive is there for, is to give certain pieces of information that aren't classified to the public. And these are not classified. The other thing that shows me is just how stupid Joe Biden is. You mean to tell me he couldn't go to Gmail, create a Gmail account, and just have the correspondence sent to his Gmail account? I mean, even Hillary Clinton created an email server so that she could hide it from the government. Here, he just creates these email accounts using federal servers... All of this stuff is going to be, all of this stuff is going to be archived. It's not that Joe Biden is that stupid. He is, but it's not just that. Is he's so arrogant? He is so corrupt. He really believes he's never going to get caught. And if he does get caught, 
like in this situation, the bureaucracies will help him. He knows the media is going to help him, but he also knows the bureaucracy is going to help him. And guess what? The bureaucracy is helping him. There is no reason NARA can't return these, e these emails to whoever asked for them. As a matter of fact, here's another question. Why isn't the Secret Service, the FBI, or any of the media asking for these emails? You know, someone on MSNBC can really make this whole, they can really make that media outlet of MSNBC into a legitimate media outlet, CNN included here, if they just sat back and investigated a little bit and reported what they investigated. But no one is. The fact that some obscure legal foundation had to ask for this and nobody else has any curiosity really makes you wonder, why isn't the Department of Justice getting these emails and asking about it? Well, because the Department of Justice already knows. Why isn't the FBI grabbing these emails and investigating? Because the FBI already knows. They don't care. They're trying to ignore it. They want to bury it. I mean, our government, I swear to you, it is really, really corrupt. And we've got to really think about revolution time. Maybe it's, it, we are getting to the point where a revolution is going to be necessary. Let's not forget, you're taxed. Someone sneezes and you're taxed on it. You wake up in the morning and you've already paid 30% of your paycheck in taxes. The founding fathers... They started a revolutionary war on a tax on tea. What does that tell you? Why are we so accepting? You know, because we've gotten fat and lazy, that's why. And we just kind of accept it. Okay, so let's take a look. So this is, this is I got to tell you, this is pretty awesome. And there is some disturbing stuff here that we'll talk about. But this is pretty awesome. Uh, according to Fox News, a 12-year-old boy just won a major victory against his school after a video of him being removed from class for displaying the Gadsden flag patch on his backpack went viral this week. The Gadsden flag is the yellow flag with the snake on it that says, don't tread on me. Education experts and president of Libertas Institute in Utah, Connor Boyack, released a screenshot of of the Vanguard School Board of Directors allowing Jaden to, quote, attend school with the Gadsden flag patch of visible on his backpack. We won, Boyack wrote in on Twitter Tuesday. Quote, let's this be a lesson. Document your encounters with government employees. Had Jason's mom not recorded the video, this wouldn't have gotten nearly the intention it did. So essentially what happened was, this kid got pulled out of class because he had literally a two by three inch patch on his backpack of the Gadsden flag, don't tread on me. He was pulled out of class and his mom was called to the office. The kid refused to take his backpack off. The kid was called into the office and his mother was called in because his mother was close. And there is a three minute video where the mother is showing, and the video is actually longer, but I, I'm going to let you listen to three minutes, a three-minute clip. And the mother is arguing that there's nothing wrong with this Gadsden flag. And by the way, why is the Gadsden flag bad? Of course, racism, slavery. 
which, by the way, is not what the Gadsden flag is about. So let's listen to this three-minute clip. I was going to cut it down to about a minute, and then I heard it, and I was like, there's no way I can cut this down because it's just too awesome. So so let's listen. Oh, thank you. Do they know what the Gadsden flag is? That it's a historical flag. So there, um, the reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag this way, is due to its origins with the slavery and slave trade. That is what was, um, that is the reasoning behind the The Gadsden flag. The don't tread on me. Okay. Which is the Gatsby book. Um, okay. So he, he, um, he's, what's going to happen if he doesn't take it off? He, I mean, he is able to go, I was actually just telling him, like, I was upset that he was missing so much school. I'm like, ah, so I asked him, can he just take his stuff out of his bag and go back to class? <laughs> like, I just want him to go back to class. The bag can't go back. It's got a patch on it because we can't have that in and around other kids. So that's what I was trying to, and then he said you were close. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the Revolutionary War patch that was okay. displayed when they were fighting the British. Like that wasn't, that's the revolution. Maybe you're thinking of like the, um, the Confederate, pa- Confederate flag? <laughs> okay, I, so, okay. I am just here to, to no, I am here to enforce the policy that was provided okay. by the district. Okay. And, Definitely, you have every right to not agree with it. I mean, because yeah, yeah, the ACLU says that he's allowed to wear that. If you like go on their website, it like says in big so letters. I, all I, all I'm saying is that unless there's like a ban on patches, period. Like you said, there's no patches allowed at the school. You cannot display what you think or anything like that, or what cheer or anything like that. Um, I, I don't. I think it's like one sided, you know, because. You allow some patches, but not other, other patches. Other have patches, like other names, and like the American flag and backpacks. Yeah. That was, like, flown during the revolution with, um, yeah, I, I just don't understand that at all. So what I can do is and if you, if you go onto the ACLU's website site, yeah, let's let's talk to someone. I can, I don't have, you speak to, I can have you speak to our, Jeff Yoakum okay. again. Um, and then he can refer you to our person at the district. Okay. Um, because, like I said, we're following district policy, okay. is what we're doing. Okay. So, the last thing I want is him out of class. Yeah, like, I know. That's all he he takes his classes seriously, yes. he studies, he, do, he wants to get straight A's, he did that. He made honorable when he was here before. Yeah. He intends to do that again right now, but it's hard because he keeps missing class for this. So I understand that. Yeah, and I mean, we teach him to always stick up for your beliefs. And I mean, you're going over the revolution this for seventh grade. I mean, the founding fathers stood up for what they believed in against unjust laws. This is unjust. Okay, I, like I said, we're upholding a policy that was provided to us, which we have to. Okay, can you show me? Okay, here's the reality: the Gadsden flag has nothing to do with slavery. It has absolutely nothing to do with slavery. The Gadsden flag was created, I'm going to take a look at it, I think it was in the 1750s. The Gadsden flag was designed in the 1754. Okay, so it was the 1750s. 
it was to signify the Revolutionary War. Um, even, even Benjamin Franklin embraced this flag. It was embraced by the Constitutional Congress, which was before the not the the um, uh, the Confederate Congress, a Continental Congress. Excuse me. Before it was embraced by the Continental Congress, it is currently used by the Marines. It was used by the Continental Army, and it was it kind of went the way of the dodo when the when the uh, Constitutional Congress banded. It had nothing to do with slavery. Zero to do with slavery. It had to do with the 13 colonies fighting the huge government of Great Britain. That's that's what it had to do. It's basically, we're like a snake, and you can sit back and mess with us, but you're going to get bit. Well, this was, a, obviously the family made a good argument because the Vanguard School Board of Directors got together in an emergency meeting and decided that they were going to allow the kid into school. So the, the Vanguard School Board released, and by the way, by the way, Colorado is a blue state. Even the governor of Colorado said this was stupid. So that tells you that there was wide-ranging support for this kid. That this this was just going a little bit too far. And when I say it's Colorado is a blue state, it's kind of moderate blue. It's not really dark blue. Not leftist blue. So this is what the school board actually released. Yesterday, the student returned with the patch still visible in his backpack. Following the district's direction, Vanguard administrators pulled the student aside so that they could speak with his parents and the district. Upon learning of these events today, the Vanguard School Board of Directors called an emergency meeting. From Vanguard's founding, we have proudly supported the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the ordered liberty that all Americans have enjoyed for almost 250 years. The Vanguard School recognizes the historical significance of the Gadsden flag and its place in history. The incident is an occasion for us to reaffirm our deep commitment to a classical education in support of these American principles. At this time, the Vanguard, the Vanguard School Board and the district have informed the student's family that he may attend a school with the Gadsden flag patch visible on his backpack. Sincerely, the Vanguard School Board of Directors. Now, I there are a couple of things about this that, that really are kind of bothering. One, if someone walked into that school with a BLM flag or a gay pride flag, would they be would they be faced with this level of scrutiny? My answer is probably not. But anytime someone has a patriotic flag, up to and including the American flag. There seems to be some controversy all the time. And God forbid if you have a Trump patch on your backpack. You might as well be taken out front and hung in the baseball field. The other thing that really bothers me about this story is what are these teachers teaching in the school? What are they teaching about American? Now, the the, the the parent made it very clear that you guys were just teaching the American Revolution. Just were doing it. And now you're saying that a, 
a flag created during the right before the American Revolution and a symbol of the American Revolution is considered racist. What were you actually teaching those kids? The mother didn't ask that question. And maybe she should have. But she intimated the question. What are you guys actually teaching? If a symbol of the American Revolution is racist and you just taught the American Revolution, what are you teaching there? Is this some of that 1619 Project crap that, that has been debunked every, every direction from Tuesday? I mean, it's that's the question. And then there's the other thing. I mean, there, the common sense thing here. Okay, the, there's no question the patch doesn't represent slavery. The patch was there long before slavery became an issue. Here's the question I would have. Common sense says, hey, let's not make a big stink out of this. But she, the, the dad was right when he released this statement. If you don't record it, it can't go viral. That's what this mother did. She recorded it. She put it on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It went viral, and then suddenly the school had to back off. Maybe it's time to start recording things. Because here's the thing. If I'm the teacher and I'm being recorded, and I know I'm being recorded, even if I'm a leftist, I sit back and I think about this. I think about this. Because maybe this is not a hill to fight on. To die on. Maybe this is not the thing to beat up. And a mom is completely correct. Does that mean all patches are banned? Because I'm pretty sure you probably got a gay flag in there. I'm pretty sure you've got a pro-BLM patch in there. I'm pretty sure you've got a flag of BLM or, or gay pride hanging on your walls. Are you going to ban that? Those are political Those are political flags. The kicker is the Gadsden flag has become a political was a political flag, but so's BLM and so's gay are those hanging in your classrooms anywhere? Maybe you should take those down. So, good for them. I mean, that's going to be the only way to win these battles is to actually fight them. All right, let's move on to the next story here. Okay. This story is just stupidity stacked upon stupidity with more stupidity piled on it. And the only people that aren't stupid are the victims. This is just an absolutely incredible story. I mean, no one here showed any intelligence whatsoever. So according to the Post Millennium, seven college students, sorority sisters at the University of Wyoming, brought suit against the National Kappa Kappa Gamma leadership over the policy of allowing a man into the sisterhood. That case has now been rejected by the U.S. District Court of Wyoming, and the sisters in the sorority will be forced to allow the male entry entry into the group. Now, I do want to point something out about this male. This man is 6'4", he weighs 260 pounds. He has his twig of berries. He is attracted to women. He is not on any he's not on any hormones. This is a guy that just said he's a woman. That's it. That's it. He doesn't even wear women's clothing. Okay, so let's be very 
clear about that. That this is a man that only said he was a woman. And that's it. There are no other characteristics about him that say he believes in any of this shit. Continuing with the story, the male in question, Artemis Langford, he didn't even change his name, for Christ's sake, reportedly watched the college girls undress, sometimes sporting an erection while doing so. The sorority sisters didn't like it, but Kappa Kappa Gamma policy is that men who claim to be women are women enough, uh, women enough to be part of the sisterhood. Judge Alan Johnson, so there's, there's one idiot, there, so we've got two idiots so far. We got Artemis Lang- Langford, which I guess you could say he's not an idiot. He's actually smart. He's a pervert, but he's smart because he realizes he can see, you know, I'm fat, I'm ugly, but I can see naked women by just saying I'm a woman. And then I'll have um, jerk off material later on in my mind. You got Kappa Kappa Gamma, who said that a man that says a woman is he's a woman is woman enough. That's a great statement, by the way. I love that statement. That's one of the reasons why I read the post-millennial. He's woman enough. I mean, did you guys think that that could be a problem in the future? So you already got two, and now you've got Judge Alan Johnson. That's number three. Judge Alan Johnson dismissed the case, Westonbrook versus Kappa Kappa Gamma fraternity. The ruling from the Johnson was that it was the right of the group to redefine the word woman. To include men, Kappa Kappa Gamma's, quote, Kappa Kappa Gamma's bedrock right as a private voluntary organization and one this court may not invade, the judge said per Redux. Here's the thing that really gets me here. Um, judges are really, we got to be hands off because it's a private institution and things like that. Do you know when they are not hands off? When the Boy Scouts don't want to allow women in. When a Jewish University doesn't want to have an LGBTQ plus minus divided by sign poop emoji cultist group on their campus. Then they're not so hands off. Then they're kind of, oh yeah, no, you, you've got to allow this group online. You've got to allow girls into the, the Boy Scouts. It's amazing when these guys are hands off, when these judges are hands off, and when these judges are, hey, uh, you you got to do this, even though it is squarely written in your constitution or your bylaws. Continuing, Johnson also declined to say what a woman is, a question that has plagued many in the public life who do not want to be shamed for knowing that biological reality exists. Quote, the University of Wyoming chapter voted to admit, and more broadly, a sorority of hundreds of thousands approved, Lankford. Johnson said, with its inquiry beginning and ending there, the court will not define woman today. The delegate of a private voluntary organization interpreted woman, otherwise undefined in the non-profit's bylaws, expansively. This judge may not invade Kappa Kappa Gamma's freedom of expression, association, uh, ex- expressive association, and inject the circumscribed definition plaintiff's urge. So this judge is an idiot too. He's basically saying, no, we're not going to define woman here. And of course, the judge did that from pure cowardice. Because if he had to sit there and say, a woman is an adult human female, uh, he would just be ran out 
of his judgeship. And he wanted nothing to do with that. So he basically stayed away from defining what a woman is. Absolute cowardice. So I guess it's going to take uh, it's going to take one of two things to happen. One, all these women quit the fraternity, which I think is really the option here. When the fraternity at this college finds that, oh God, we don't have any membership, maybe they'll change the bylaws because you you know they're not going to change the bylaws. Or two, this six foot two, two hundred sixty two, sixty pound man is going to have to rape a woman for someone to actually see this. Because he is a pervert. Walking around, watching women get undressed without their consent is a perversion. And this could be just the first step in his perversion escalating. But the on- notice the only victims here, the victims here, are the only ones that are using any common sense. I don't want a man, and he's obviously a man, looking at me naked. I think I have the right to have some sort of privacy. And meanwhile, the courts, the school, the sorority, yeah, no one has the common sense to say, yeah, you're probably right. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. Okay, here's another story, and this is a disturbing, this is a really disturbing story. And the reason this is a disturbing story, it shows how sick our society really is. And what makes this also disturbing is that I keep saying we always need to look at the root of a problem, the real root of a problem, not the symptoms of the problem, but the root of the problem. And this is a prime example of you guys really should do something else, put somebody else in jail in order to solve this problem. And I'm sure as I read this article to you, and this is coming from Fox News, you will actually see what the real problem is here. So according to Fox News, a Waldorf, Maryland teenager was fatally stabbed early Sunday morning after a dispute over a fast food dipping sauce turned physical. Now, a Washington, D.C. Superior Court magistrate judge has ordered that the suspect accused of stabbing the 16-year-old be held at a secure juvenile facility until her next hearing on Friday. Fox 5 D.C. reported that the suspect, also 16 from Waldorf, faces second-degree murder and multiple other charges in the fatal stabbing of Namia Ligon. Before giving her decision, Judge Sherry Beatty Arthur reportedly told the court that the incident was a dispute over sauce. At about 2.10 a.m. Sunday, a group of young people stopped at a 24-hour McDonald's by U Street and 14th Street in Northwest Washington after driving from Maryland to go to a party in D.C. Okay, right off the bat, okay, um, the story, we can end the story right now. So they were going from Washington to Maryland at 2.10 a.m. to go to a party. Do you see what the problem is? Two 16-year-olds, it's bad enough they're out at 2.10 a.m. But they're out at 2.10 a.m. to go to a party. 
So they hadn't even started partying. I'm sure they had. I'm sure half the reason this kid is dead is because they were all stoned and drunk. Okay? But the question I have for you is, you threw this 16-year-old chick into, into jail. Yes, she needs to go to jail. Yes, she needs consequences for her crime. Here's the other thing I've got a question. Why aren't the parents in jail? How about the parents of the dead gal? How about the parents of the living gal? What kind of parent lets their kid go to a party at 2.10 a.m.? Do you know, when I was a kid, and I wanted to go out, and I wanted to go out late, my mother and father used to tell me, there is nothing good that happens after midnight. So no, you're not going anywhere. Everything you could be doing, and that's if I wanted to leave at 11 p.m., anything you could be doing after midnight is going to be bad. So no, you're staying home. Where are the parents here? And why aren't the parents? I'm sure they're going to be lawsuits. Uh, both girls were black, so I'm sure they're going to sue the state or something because of white supremacy or something. I don't know how that, any of that works, but I'm sure there's more to this story. Or it'll just be ignored, which I think is probably going to happen. But where were the parents here? By the way, this is a root problem. This is a root cause of the problem. Right here. Parents are not parents anymore. Family has been destroyed. These girls probably had a mother, no father. I can take a guess. Girls probably weren't going to church on Sunday. And this is the root cause of these problems. These young people have no consequences. They feel there is there are no consequences. They can do whatever they want and there is no one to stop them. They don't even have the moral education to make the decision not to do something stupid. And by the way, a 16-year-old, they're always going to do something stupid. 16-year-olds are just dumb. Heck, you're dumb until about 25. For me, I was dumb till about 28. Here's the reality. That's what parents are for. They're there to teach the kids not to be stupid. And, and sometimes, in order to educate the children, you have to do some things they don't want done. Like not go to a party at 2.10 a.m. in the morning in a different state. <sighs> until, we begin to, until we begin to deal with the, this problem, and this problem is the parents, nothing's going to get fixed. Okay, here comes another cancel culture. This is the next story, last story of the day. Here's another cancel culture moment, and I think this is absolutely hysterical. So, it, it involves Martha Stewart. So, according to Fox News, I mean Martha Stewart, really? Really? Martha Stewart? The woman who taught me how to make chicken, chicken soup. That woman is in trouble with the left. Okay, so let's read the story. According to Fox News, Martha Stewart's Arctic getaway has landed her in some hot water. Stewart posted a picture of herself on social media enjoying a cocktail aboard a luxury cruise traveling from Greenland to Iceland. 
We at quote, we actually captured a small iceberg for our cocktails tonight, end quote, Stewart wrote in her caption. She also shared a photo of a huge piece of ice sitting on a black cart, presumably the ice she was referring to being used in her drink. The rest of the post featured photos of glaciers and beautiful scenery from her journey and concluded with a pic of the 82-year-old in cold-weather gear on the deck of a ship. Of course, you got everybody that needs to throw a fit. This, this, this cannot, this is a cancel moment, all right? So what did people say? Quote, Martha, the ice caps are melting. Don't put that them in your drink, end quote. Here's another one. I generally love Martha Stewart and the excesses of her life because she's about beautiful gardens, homes, and food. But wealthy white people drinking their icebergs cocktail, iceberg cocktails while the planet is in flames is a bit tone deaf, end quote. Okay, so not only in that quote, that's a great quote because not only it, does she not give a shit about uh, the environment, which by the way, she's an elitist. She is an elitist, and elitists typically, here's a newsflash, don't give a shit about the environment. Do you think John Kerry gives a shit about the environment? If he did, he wouldn't be flying private everywhere, and he wouldn't have a house on the beach with no solar panels that generates nothing but carbon. I, these elitists don't care about the... That, that's, a, that's a thing. But not only are they pointing out that she is an elitist that doesn't care about the environment, they also point out, point out that she's white, which means she's a racist for drinking a cocktail with a... Here's another one. Martha, I love you. But you weren't you just talking about climate change with your washout on your driveway in New York? Melting icebergs for a cocktail surely won't help. I'm not even going to talk about the boat you're on and how that can't be good for the climate change either. Jesus. Okay, at least she's not a racist. And then here's the last one. You should have left the ice right where it was. You have the heard of global. Um, you have heard of global warming, haven't you? So far, Martha Stewart has not said a word about this. Now, it, here's the whole thing. I, I'm going to throw this out. This is cancel. This is cancel culture. They are going after to cancel her. All right. Okay. Here's a little edumacation. Uh, Martha Stewart is 82 years old. In other words, within 10 years, she's probably going to be dead. So if I were Martha Stewart, I'd say, yeah, well, yes. Um, I had an iceberg. I had it. Uh, it put it in my cocktail. Because, by the way, iceberg ice is the purest form of ice. Here's a newsflash. I have been, I know, I'm an anti-environment. I have been on a cruise to Alaska. They do give you ice from icebergs. Okay? We're going to talk, and it is good. You're allowed to melt it and then drink it from a water thing. They give you fresh water from it. You can chip the ice. It is so pure. It is so clean. It's worth, if you ever get the chance, try it. I know the climate, but just try it. Okay, second off, so she's 82 years old. She's going to be dead within, uh, let's say, 20 years because she's probably in pretty good shape. So who cares? Let them cancel you. So what's she going to do, retire? And by the way, all these idiots that are bitching, they're still watching her show. Second off, she's worth $400 million. What are they going to do to you, Martha? What are they going to take away that $400 million? I don't think so. 
This is a woman that has absolutely nothing to lose by showing her pictures. Absolutely nothing. So, pull out the double-barreled middle finger on all these idiots. That's what I personally... I Now, I'm waiting for her to apologize. Santana... Uh, Carlos Santana this weekend had a concert. By the way, Carlos Santana is worth about $100 million. Carlos Santana had a concert this weekend. He went up against trans ideology, and it took him less than 24 hours to apologize because the trans cultists went after him. By the way, none of his trans, none of the trans cultists actually listened to his music. Okay? So I, I don't understand why people do this. He's worth $100 million. Who cares? He's 76 years old. Who cares? He almost died on stage, for Christ's sake. This guy doesn't have 10 years to live. Who cares? Martha Stewart, you're worth $400 million. You're 82 years old. You enjoyed your, your trip on your on your cruise. Enjoy your trip on your cruise. Double barrel fin, middle finger. The other thing I, that really amazes me is um, they, they talk about the iceberg. Don't pull the iceberg because of global... Because that's not where the iceberg belongs. It belongs, I guess, connected to the iceberg. And by the way, the ship probably gave her the ice, right? They typically do that. Do you think Martha Stewart was out there with... This is a big thing of ice. Do you think the? Do you think Martha Stewart went out there at 82 years old and picked the ice off the berg? No, it was probably done by the cruise line. So here's the other thing. They say, well, it belongs in the environment. Well, it's water. It's ice. We drink water and we get rid of water. That chunk of ice is not going to destroy the environment. As a matter of fact, that ice is going to melt. And guess where it's going to end up? It's going to end up back in the air. It's going to end up back in the environment. These people, or she's going to stick it in the sink, it's going to drip, and it's going to drip right back into the ocean. So tiring, so tiring. So Martha, Martha, if you're listening, don't, and you're not, because you're still in Greenland, don't bend to these idiots. Just, if you bend to these idiots, I'm telling you, I'm never going to make the chicken soup that I got your chicken soup recipe will never be used in my house again. And I'm telling you another thing. That's a bullshit lie because it is a phenomenal chicken soup recipe and I'm never going to stop using it. All right. So you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, God bless and I love you all. This is Gene and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.